buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 21. Today we're going to chat with Yehuder Reamer, who is an author of children's books about firearms, and talk about an AR-15 project with Off the Good Cerakote that is going to break the internet. Today's panel is Sean Heron, and I'm Ava Flanell, and I'm just happy that I said the guest's name properly. Yeah, I? it was good. Yeah, you, you, you I practiced it. so hard, so hard for that. So it's funny, I actually recorded 44 minutes of us practicing before the show. Yeah, I mean, I've come a long way. First it was, I don't even want to say it because I don't want to go back to how I was saying yeah, no, it. Never, never. I have it down, Yehuda Reamer. Yeah. Spot on. I, I think that's really good. Congratulations. It must be in your blood or something. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just so happy we have a Jew on the show. I know. Well, now there's two, actually. Yeah. I don't know if you forgot about me. My people. I have my people on the show. <laughs> All right, perfect. Hey, before we get into it, let's just real quick talk about Hunt Tech Gear. Ava, talk a little bit about Hunt Tech Gear. Uh, so... I mean, what what's not to say about Hunt Tech Gear? I have all the good things to say about him. Well, he, he posted has, actually something re- recently and said that his wife told him something. Yeah, his wife told. He said that his wife said that you need to stop being a giant asshole to Sean. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think it's fine. Like, I I honestly, I get I get a kick out of it. Um, I mean, it just kind of it keeps things interesting. We never know what Jake. From Hunt Hack Gear is going to send you in the mail. Every time I get an envelope, it, you know, it's like a, a illegitimate bastard child notification. I've gotten several uh, positive AIDS test results in the mail from him. Glitter. Um, glitter. There's still actually just now when I checked my mail, did you notice how much glitter is on my floor? Did you notice that there's glitter on the floor? There's glitter in my Jeep. There's, there's glitter, there's glitter in your hair right now, too. What? And on your nose, which makes me wonder. Well, <laughs> when I went to go get <laughs> coffee, I got it at the Bikini Espresso. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so yeah, if you guys haven't checked out his V1 series, it's really awesome. Super lightweight. Uh, just has a really nice, just just a really nice, uh, what can I say? Um, Here's the thing. I'll say it. Yeah, just, yeah, if you could say it. If I could just rescue it. <laughs> so he makes awesome products. He makes AR-15 uppers, lowers, handguards, things like that. Um, all made in America, all made, uh, I assume, in the glitter factory where he sends me his mail. <laughs> but go check them out. They make hunting products and, and honestly, Hunt Act Gear. It's, this is a small American company and they're supporting us and we think you should support them. Jake's a good dude. He's a funny guy. Uh, check out their social media. He's always cracking jokes and I love how he comments on everything that we post, not only with his personal account, but also with one, two or three business accounts too, <laughs> with different comments among them all. So look, Let's make him too busy to mess with me constantly as a full-time job. Uh, go to HuntacGear, H-U-N-T-A-C-Gear.com. Use coupon code. GunFunny15, and that gets you 15% off. Exactly. Also, right. one thing, he did just come up with this shirt, and it's uh, it's an elk, mm-hmm. and it says organic free-range food on the elk. I actually, He's pretty funny. I'm surprised you actually even knew what animal that was. I, I was actually taking a guess. It's, I was like, it's, it's an a, elk. It's a deer. It's an elk. It's an antelope. I don't really know. <laughs> it's definitely an elk. All right, let's talk about our guest. Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. All right, Yehuda Reamer. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where should I start? Let's see. Uh, 33 years old, married, three kids, grew up in Los Angeles as a photographer, Orthodox Jew. By default, I should be a flaming liberal, but I'm not. I was introduced to firearms kind of later in life, but I always enjoyed them beforehand. And now I'm a staunch Second Amendment advocate. What brought that about? What brought that about? I mean, you know, I was always very interested in firearms. I The AR-15 platform, for as long as I can remember, always piqued my interest. I loved watching action movies and seeing them. And, you know, I thought it was always cool. And uh, I'd gone shooting a couple times, but the problem is because I grew up in a apolitical family, the thought of personal firearm ownership never really occurred to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that a civilian can sit there and go to fu- go to a gun range, go to a gun store, and buy a firearm for personal protection. I thought the only people who were allowed to own firearms were, you know, law enforcement, military, or bad guys. But a buddy of mine took me to the gun range. I sh- he it was like right out of the movies. He had like this case where he just like unfolded it, mm-hmm. and like there's just like nine guns there and he goes all right have fun i'm like well which one do i start with and i just kind of got the bug and then i started learning a lot about the constitution the second amendment and i realized you know that's where i want to be within the second amendment world and i just bought my you know i bought my first gun and haven't looked back since very nice so what brought you then to uh write children's books that are firearms related so when I first when I bought my first firearm, again, like I said, I grew up in an apolitical family, also in a Jewish family. So you know, put both of those together. I always thought I was a Democrat growing up until I started learning about politics. Um, and eventually, when I bought my first gun, I kind of kept it for my parents, even though I was married and out of the house, and I had two kids. But I just didn't need that Jewish guilt hanging over me. So I bought my first gun, it was a Glock 19, and my younger brother, one one night we were by my parents eating dinner, my younger brother just turns to me and he goes, hey, when can I shoot your Glock 19? <laughs> and oh, man. Those yeah, freaking younger, younger brothers, siblings. Exactly, right? <laughs> and my parents just turned white as a ghost, and they were, you know, <laughs> they they just went off on me you know i can't it's so irresponsible you have kids in the home how could you even buy a you know buy a firearm and bring it into the house it's so dangerous and i'm just sitting there and like thinking to myself i'm like no my gun is only three blocks away i have no problem putting it to good use right now (laughs) and uh and you know I, i went home and i started doing research about the best way to teach your children about firearms. And, of course, the two big uh, organizations that I came up with is the Eddie Eagle Program and uh, Project Child Safe. Mm-hmm. Both great programs, but I felt both of them were missing something significant. Um, and that was more than just what to do if you find the gun or you, you need to make sure your gun is locked up. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's so much more to gun safety than just that. So my next trip online was to Amazon and I typed in gun safety books and I was shocked that in, I mean, this was already in, God, five years. This was, must've been 2011, 2012, give or take. Um, I was shocked that there was no books geared towards children on gun safety. And I was like, ooh, my chance to break into the market. I, I'd always enjoyed writing, uh, creative writing especially. So I took it upon myself to write this book. Uh, it took me about 20 minutes to write the whole book. I sent it to a buddy of mine who was in the LAPD, and he tore it to shreds with just the most amazing constructive criticism. And it took me about five years to get the book out, but January of 2017, I was finally able to get it out after a harrowing and heartbreaking tale of woe. <laughs> and what? I, well, I, I found the publishing company. I found the agent after four and a half years of searching. I finally found the agent. Within two weeks, she had a, a book deal. And it was a great book deal. Um, three months after, this was April of 2016. Three months after I had the book deal, they canceled the book deal. Jeez. And my agent dropped me. What? Why was that? Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. But whatever it was, you know, I was literally heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, five long years of your life trying to accomplish a dream and the dream is right there and you actually attain it. But then it disappears. Wow. It just disappears. Yeah. And it was it was crazy. And um, it was tough. Uh, I will admit I definitely got a little depressed uh, i didn't want to talk to anybody or see anybody just because this was literally a dream of mine but you know i realized you got a cowboy up life sucks sometimes but just got to keep uh moving forward and six months later i found another publishing company who was willing to publish it nice. and i did it without an agent and it's been great and it came out in january of 2017 well, that that is awesome, and I'm really glad that it that it turned out that way for you. You mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that uh, you kind of thought that Eddie Eagle and Project Child Safe were a little bit lacking. Um, why do you think that is? You know, I think when they were created, and again, this is just speculation. I, I don't. I'm not saying this is the actual case, so I don't want any of your listeners to take it as gospel or anything. But right, right. you know, when it seems like when it was created years ago. The main focus was literally on what to do if you find a gun, at least with the Eddie Eagle program. Mm -hmm. And although that's incredibly important and I'm not downplaying it, and what they've accomplished is absolutely phenomenal. I think I read they, they reached 30 million kids since its inception. And that, I mean, that's just miraculous. That's amazing. But with the amount of of guns that are on the market today versus 30, 40 years ago, I mean, you just can't compare it. Mm -hmm. There's there so much more 
talked about today. You know, every other day, you know, the left-leaning America is suing gun companies. I mean, now, obviously, after the horrific uh, Las Vegas shooting, now, you know, bump stocks, you, you, that's the new hot topic. Yeah. And there was not there wasn't any of that back then. So I feel that they just haven't updated their curriculum, which I would love to see them update it, but I don't think they have. And I don't think they will because I feel that it's been working for them, so why change it? Yeah. But I feel that there's a big need for something more than just what to do if you find a gun. And I, as, I completely agree. Yeah, I think, as do I. I think all of their material should be updated, not just the children's <laughs> yeah. books, but I mean, even the pictures. If you look at uh, some of these, some of the books for like, let's just say basic pistol, shotgun, rifle, they're the pictures awful. are so outdated. And well, even what they're wearing the and just bell and, bottoms. <laughs> yeah. And even the, you know, I mean, we've come a long way where what they used to teach like they used to teach that it was okay to teacup your gun while shooting it when you're holding it, and that's not the case now. So there's, I think, all of their material should be updated. It is, it is uh, ridiculously behind the times. Which brings me to my follow up question on that last one. You said when you searched for children's books on Amazon uh, relating to firearm safety that there just wasn't really anything out there, and I would like to get your opinion also on that. Like, why do you think that that is that was? I mean, it's a taboo subject. God forbid you put kids and guns together in a positive light. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 waiting for people. You know, the luckily this past year has been great. I haven't had any real negative feedback with my gun safety, the safety on book, and I feel that it's because how can you argue with it, whether you're pro gun or anti gun? But you know, up until I wrote my book. There was barely anything on the market. And who wanted to be that first person willing to take that step and have having potential, you know, the, the left left leaning America potentially come after you tooth and nail because you're now promoting children and firearms in a positive light. I mean, we all see it. We all we all we've all been to the gun range where you see a father taking their son or their daughter or a mother taking their son and daughter to the gun range for the first time, we know it's out there, but to actually put it into the hands of children and teach them about firearms, I guess people didn't think that was necessary. Yeah. So I saw a void and I decided to fill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned that you grew up in an apolitical family. And uh, basically, you know, that you should basically be a Democrat. Um, as a staunch Tui advocate, do you feel like it throws you into the political world? The book? Just now that you're a 2A guy, like, do you feel uh, you grew up basically apolitical? So do you feel like just being a 2A advocate now that you just kind of get thrown into this world where you're constantly having to, to defend rights and politics and all those other things? Um, yes and no. You know, a, a lot of times because. Ju- because it's interesting most of and you know this is just because of the way i grew up most of my friends and people i know today are are jews mm-hmm. Mo- up until my book came out you know i had I, I was friendly with some people who were not jewish maybe my neighbors here or there but 
I wouldn't say I had non-Jewish friends. Now it happens to be, since my book came out, I mean, there's just been an amazing uh, a group of people who have supported me, you know, uh, from people like the Polite Society podcast, Cheryl Todd, Charlie Cook, all these people who are within the industry who have their own radio shows and, you know, even people like uh, Alan Gottlieb in the Second Amendment Foundation. I mean, they they just sponsored my latest book for me after dealing, you know, after, after, excuse me, after, um, oh man, I forgot, endorsing, God, mm-hmm. it's been a long day, <laughs> after, endor- after endorsing my first book. So in terms of being thrown into the political world, most of my non-Jewish friends are all people in the gun industry, and I love that. Um, in terms of the Jewish world, surprisingly, there's a lot of Orthodox Jews out there who believe in the Second Amendment and are gun owners. They still tend to be a little more on the reserve side, not as vocal as I am about gun ownership, mm-hmm. um, because it still is a taboo subject within the Jewish world. At the same time, you do have your your left-leaning Democratic Jews, who I know a bunch of them, who you know look at me as some sort of Satan spawn, that here I am, an Orthodox Jew, not just not not just someone who carries a gun with me everywhere I go, but as someone who literally is vocal about it and trying to push more Jews to get into firearm and firearm ownership. This could be just my ignorance, but when you say Orthodox Jew, like I have a vision in my head of what that means. But I, do you think of like the curls and I, the, I, a little bit, yeah, and the big hats? Yeah. But more, more just the dogma <laughs> and the doctrine that, that that they follow very, very specifically. Uh, but like in Israel, I mean, gun ownership is a thing like personal defense. Uh, and I realize that the, the gun laws aren't like the pictures we see where it's everyone walking down with a, with a <laughs> rifle strapped to their back or anything. I realize that, but that's not but the reality, but these are people that live in a place where they're constantly having to defend their land and themselves. And it, whether it's the military or just, you know, get walking down the street and having a bomb go off, something like that. Like I would think honestly that being Orthodox Jew and really, you know, looking at where where you came from that personal defense might be something that is even focused upon in that community whereas you say it's a little bit more demonized i mean a hundred percent you know jews have a saying never again yeah but as i tell any anybody that says that to me this is my, my response to them is okay you believe in never again they're like yes i'm like okay what are you doing about it yeah. and they they well, we, 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 you know, they have no answer. And I tell them, I'm like, look, never again means nothing if you're not willing to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, I, I have two, two living grandparents right now who both survived the Holocaust. My, I, I've, I've known all of my grandparents, thank God in life. I've even known some of my great grandparents. Now, my grandfather who passed away about five years ago, he had numbers tattooed on his arm. Wow. And I refused to be a victim. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just not just in, in in the society what we live in, but you know, that that's kind of my my thing. Like, yeah, it took me five years to to get my book published, but I'm not sitting there whining like a little baby. Saying it's not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair. 
I'm not going to make myself be a victim. I'm going to cowboy up and I'm going to work my butt off in order to accomplish my goals. And that goes with also personal safety. I'm not going to sit there and wait for somebody and hope to God that one of my non-Jewish neighbors are willing to hide me if, God forbid, something happens. It's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, never again means nothing if you're if you're not willing to do something about it. Absolutely. And and I'm sorry. And then also, like in Israel, you know, you would be shocked. Israel actually has very strict gun laws. Yeah. Very strict gun laws. So. People tout Israel as like, oh, yeah, everyone carries a gun. I'm like, that's not true. Right? All, all these all these uh, Instagram accounts that you see of these like smoking hot Israeli girls carrying <laughs> ARs and Tavors yeah. on yeah. their back and stuff like that. But they're not wearing uniforms. Yeah, they're off duty. And part yeah. part of their part of the law there is if you're off duty, you still have to be carrying a firearm with you. So it's not like everyone there. It's not like the wild, wild west where everyone has a six shooter on their hip. Um but at the same time, you know, you do walk around, you do walk down the block there and you do have a ton of people carrying firearms. Mm -hmm. Have you been to Israel? Oh, many times. Uh, I actually lived there for two years in school. Uh, I was kind of in a seminary just doing Judaica studies um, after high school. A lot of, excuse me, a lot of American kids go to Israel for a one-year sabbatical before college or even two years to literally just study, you know, the Bible and study, uh, I mean, you, you name it, all of these different Judaica studies. Um, so I was there. I'm actually going there next month. Nice. I went to Israel once. And then I I, um, I ended up getting sick. This is a little off this, but I ended up getting sick and I didn't realize how many Russians um, there were or Russian speaking people. And uh, we were like in the middle of nowhere and I got sick and they had a doctor come in and he only spoke Russian. So I had a translator and I was trying to tell him what medication I was on and what my symptoms were. And he gave me a pink pill and a rainbow colored pill. And I took them that night and I was sleeping on top of a bunk bed and I must have been hallucinating because I fell off the bunk bed and broke my arm uh, severed a nerve in my foot, which I forever have a, a cankle, yep, just one. Yep. And, uh, and then I was unconscious. <laughs> oh God. And I don't know what I took. I don't know. <laughs> Ava, they were jelly beans. I know. <laughs> so yeah, that was my experience, but it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And I would definitely go back again. Awesome. So tell us what are the titles of your books? So I have four books out. I have safety on. And the subtitle is an introduction to the world of firearms for children. And was that the first book that you published? That was the first book I published. Then I came out with a coloring companion book of that. So it's literally the exact same book, just in coloring book form. Nice. Because I, as a father of three, I know how visual kids can be. So on one hand, my book is, the original book is incredibly visual and, and the, Images are just sharp and clear and very realistic. But to further the educational process, I came out with a coloring book that gives the kids a chance to actually color the guns, color you know the people, and really delve into it. Mm -hmm. um, and then in November, I released a book called Ten Little Liberals. Uh, it's basically a tale funny. of hope. <laughs> nice. And it's a 
pretty brutal takedown of liberal mentality and what happens when they get confronted with a conservative response to whatever they're doing at the moment. Um, it's a short, quick picture book, but it's really funny. And then just – well, I don't know what today's Friday. Just this past Monday, I released actually the ABCs of guns. And that's also a children's book for teaching your child about the ABCs in a new and exciting way. Uh, basically, A is for you know ammunition or AR-15. B is for barrel and bipod. And it just literally – it's like children's ABC book of gun parts. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I love that book. I liked that book and then the first book that you came out with and the coloring book is a great idea as well. Um, the 10 Little Libs, I uh, I was getting a pedicure when I read that book. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and it was pretty funny. Um, so you mentioned when I was talking to you that one of your family members is a teacher. Um, what is, I mean, do they know that, that you release this book considering, you know, most teachers are tend to be liberal? Um what what kind of feedback did you get because of well, that? Well, yeah, I mean, it happens to be my wife is the teacher. So what's interesting is when I first met my wife, you know, we were, the topic of guns never came up. It wasn't something that I ever, like I said, I ever thought I was going to do. And I'm about to hit 10 years of marriage. So just something that never came up. But as I started getting into it and my friend took me shooting um, – I decided, you know, I started asking my wife, can I get a gun? Can I get a gun? Can I get a gun? (laughs) Finally, after two very long years, she said, okay. And five guns later, uh, you know, she's still, she's still not a huge gun person, but just to give you an example, it's really funny. My, My wife has never been a gun person. And at the beginning, she didn't think as well as I mean, I'm not blaming her because I also didn't think I would become a published author ever. But we didn't think that my book was actually going to go anywhere. So when it finally came out, you know, we were both excited and she she understood that firearms and Second Amendment advocacy is more than just a passion to me. Um, I'm sorry, it's more than just a hobby to me. It's it's truly a passion that I'm trying to pursue. And she would hear me talk. People would say like, well, I don't own a firearm. I'm very against them. So why should we even care about your book? And my wife would hear my answer and she would say, you know, she would hear me say that, well, you know, do you take your kid to the park and this the person with the mother or father would be like, yes. I'm like, well, are you glued to your kid the whole time? Or, you know, you look down at your phone, check Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. Like, well, you know, we do that said, okay, what about in those 15, 20 seconds that your eyes are looking at your phone, your kid finds a gun somewhere in a bush. And all of a sudden, again, it's like a deer caught in the headlights. Mm-hmm. They, they have zero answer. And they, they realize that I just backed them into a corner. Because if they say, oh, it's never going to happen, I'm like, well, what if it does? Exactly. And, and that's when the parents realize like, Okay, whether I'm pro-gun or anti-gun doesn't make a difference. This book is there to save lives. And maybe teaching our children about gun safety without, you know, owning a gun or, you know, uh, vilifying guns, it might not be a bad idea. So now it's funny. A lot of times we'll have company over 
And, you know, the same type of questions come up about my book and stuff like that. And all of a sudden my wife turns into like, you know, God, I don't even know, like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, just like, or just <laughs> all raving and goes off on this family and like mimics everything I've said. But she's now believing. I mean, she believes in my wife. She sees the importance of my book and she sees that I, you know, I took my son shooting for the first time last week and she see I, I took video and my wife saw that my son was perfect. He, nice. he you know, checked to make sure it was loaded, finger off the trigger, muzzle always pointed down range, you know, always pointed at something you're willing to destroy. I mean, she saw in the video that he was practicing every aspect of gun safety. And now at this point, my wife understands that if my son finds a gun, I mean, he's eight. If he finds a gun somewhere it's not supposed to be, she's actually um oh god what's the word i'm thinking of she's actually uh feeling uh confident thank you god three kids <laughs> um yeah she feels very confident that you know he will know what to do that's awesome so we've talked a little bit about the left now let's talk about the right i, I feel like in the gun world specifically everyone's an expert there's the the dunning kruger effect is is in full effect and full play and anyone who's ever taken a day of training suddenly becomes the foremost expert on the topic. Well, when you write a book and it has to do with gun safety and, and, and anything like that, even if it's a kid's book, I imagine you see a lot of trolls and Internet experts that are out there uh, coming back at you. Have you seen that? And if so, what are your thoughts there? Um, no, uh, truth of the matter is people have been really, really um, supportive. I haven't really had that many trolls coming out um and saying anything negative about my book uh the the two i mean i think i have about 43 and i'm not saying this to brag but i believe i have like 43 reviews of my book on amazon and i think 41 of them are five stars now the only two star the only two stars that i got one was from a person who one was from a person who likes black licorice and <laughs> set and because I looked them up because I was like what what is the point of your your argument they, they they one thing they didn't like was that on one on the first page of the book my, the two characters the father and son are holding hands yeah as they walk down the street oh, he had a problem with the fact that the fi- the father's firearm was on the same side as the son. Right. And yes, I understand in a perfect world, the son would be on the other side, so the father has easy access to the firearm. But you know what? I mean, I have kids. I have three kids. Two of them walk, and two of them hold my hand at any given time. I can't, you know... I can't necessarily say, no, I'm sorry to my six-year-old daughter. Say, I'm sorry, you're not holding daddy's hand because, God forbid, I have to grab my firearm. You're just in the way. Right. Not, you know, if I, have to, if I have to pull my firearm, I mean, the first thing I'm doing is jumping in front of my kids and pushing them behind me. So, you know, that, so that was one troll that kind of came out and kind of annoying. But like I said, he, the guy buys black licorice, so <laughs> his – his opinion doesn't matter. It actually um, – it, it is an annoying review. I, I read it and that's what made oh, me want to – Oh, you did read it. Yeah, it, it made me want to ask the question because I was like, OK, look, 
the guy's not 100% completely wrong, right? But that's not how the real world works. Like, everything's gray. There's no there's no real black or white. There's no, you have to do this by rote and, uh, and practice. Like, that's just not how the real world works. Exactly like you just said. If they want to hold your hand, you, you hold their hand. Well, it's not, but it's not even that. Like, my book is an introduction to gun safety. <laughs> right. It's, not, not, a, it's not, not a tactical book. <laughs> not advanced <laughs> tactical strategy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you want to get tactical, you're right. If that was if that was in the book, and I'm talking about a tactical book, a hundred percent, that's a very valid uh, review. You know, a, a review and a criticism. But that's not what the point of the book is. It's supposed to be a father and son learning about gun safety together, and the boy wanting to be like his father. And look, let's be honest. In today's day and age, we can use a lot more books about father son bonding time. So. That was one review. The other review, and I don't know if you read this one also, was from a person who gave me a two-star review. And and first, let me just let me let me say, I don't care if I get a negative review, but if you're going to give me a review, a negative review, make it make it real. Don't don't nitpick. Right. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. And so the other review that just it drove me up the wall was, I didn't feature the mother in the book enough <laughs> i saw that too no, i'm wow. like okay so i didn't feature i understand that you know women right now are i believe the largest growing demographic in the firearms world but give me a break you're gonna give me a two-star review because i didn't feature the mother enough clearly this person is either trolling nitpicking or just doesn't know what they're doing but again my book is there as a story between a father and son. Right. I'm not downplaying the importance that a mother or a female role model can have for a child in terms of firearms. I mean, that again, if, if you feel that strongly about it, you know, get off your ass and write your own book. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> so, but besides that, it's been very positive uh, feedback. That's awesome. I love it. And then, so if you had to just uh, quickly talk about the importance of uh, you know teaching your kids about guns what would you say like maybe your two sentence uh words of wisdom would be guns are just tools like anything else in your house they're just tools you can use them for good you can use them for bad but at the end of the day if you if you use them correctly and if you are trained to use them you know no one no one should get hurt Absolutely. Love it. So uh, do you have any future books coming out? I do. I do. I can't talk about them yet. Um, off the air, I'm more than happy to discuss it with you. But uh, yeah, right now, I actually just got an email. I don't know if you heard the little pop-up, and I apologize about that if you did. But I actually just got the finished cover as we were talking. Nice. Wow. That's exciting. So, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you on the uh, facebook so you can see it but um yeah i have two books hoping hoping to come out with two more books this year also dealing with guns and children awesome and then um for the listeners who want to order your books where can they find you and your books the best place to find me and my books are i mean my, the best place to purchase my books are on amazon which were right there i'm actually going to order some right now <laughs> cool um, I don't have I kids. That. I don't have kids, but I want to keep them in my classroom well, for students. No, we're going to read them to Tickles, right? 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have a little dog, and she needs to know about guns. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's there's guns all over the there's guns all over the place. She's constantly around them. She needs to know what that's to do. That's true. You're yeah. right. I yeah. wasn't even thinking. I know. See, you see? <laughs> you're just never thinking about tickles. <laughs> my my daughter, she's six, like I said, and she has. Every Friday, they have a mystery reader, and one of the parents from one of the kids in class come into the house, uh, come into the room, into the classroom, and they read some sort of book. So my daughter's like, Dad, can you read Safety On? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I don't think your school would like it. So that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff, though, man. Yeah, you guys, I mean, you came up with some really cool books, and I'm glad because you're right. The fire industry uh, definitely needed this. There are a few people that are um, in the process. I know Julie Golub was uh, working on she her just, first. She uh, just released it. Okay, perfect. Yesterday. So, so there are, you know, but it's, it's always nice to see, um, you know, you were definitely ahead of the game, and you're absolutely right. We definitely need more books out there for children. The Eddie Eagle program... You know, they did a great job maybe 30 years ago, but times have changed and and uh, we definitely needed something a little bit more updated. So thank you so much for coming up with those books. Um, one of the things, so changing, uh, changing the subject a little bit. So, you know, you mentioned that you're Jewish and uh, and uh, Sean and I, you know, we've been trying to get a little bit more into the Jewish culture. We have. Uh, we, I celebrated, so I am Jewish. Both my parents were, they were Jewish and, uh, but you know, growing up, they were both from New York and then I was born and raised in Colorado and Colorado Springs doesn't have a huge Jewish community. We went to, there was one temple and my mom enrolled my sister and I in it, but we hated it. And, uh, so she eventually took us out. Um, but for the most part, you know, we, we would like celebrate things here and there like Passover. Um, but we weren't, you know, super religious growing up. So Sean, you had some questions about the, the Jewish culture, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yes, you did. Wait, what? Did I? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just putting you on the spot. (laughs) I was like, I I just really don't know. (laughs) Um, no, feel free to ask away. Like I said, I'm an open book. I'm not afraid to answer anything. So, no, I mean, I, I guess I don't really have any questions, but yeah, like we've definitely been trying to to bring Ava a little bit closer to her Jewish roots, just to have that that uh, you know connection. Yeah, we celebrated Hanukkah. We lit the candle every night. Uh, Except for I when we had the flu. Yeah, well, when we had the flu, we were we didn't light any candles. Um, let's see. First day of Hanukkah, I had a bunch of my Jewish friends over, and we made uh, we made latkes, which are potato pancakes. Kugel. Kugel, which is noodle pudding, uh, brisket, which we googled and people said they ate brisket, so we made brisket. Yep, and uh, <laughs> matzo ball soup, <laughs> and so much matzo ball soup. What did you have for for Hanukkah? What other? Oh, I don't know. I mean, my wife makes you know latkes, and you know, I mean, Hanukkah is different than and than most other Jewish holidays because it there's not anything where. It's not like our Sabbath where you have you go to synagogue and and you know you pray for eighteen hours a day and it's not like that. I mean, it, you it's your you go about a normal day. Uh, it's just you light the menorah when you get home at night. Right. Um, but my my wife definitely did make pa- uh, the latkes. 
um, we did have some epic dreidel battles with my kids uh, with the Hanukkah Gelt throwing the chocolate coins at each other and yeah we, we, had, actually, we, we had, did we do had that. the Gelt we had the, we, the we actually we got Gelt from Israel because nice. the Gelt here in the US it just had like it was Americanized <laughs> yeah it was like a 50 cent piece basically <laughs> on the outside so we had we had to order some uh, <laughs> some gelt from Israel, and then uh, we went to an ugly sweater party, and my sweater said uh, "gelt digger," and Sean's sweater said it had a big menorah, and it said "let's get lit." <laughs> so we That's took awesome. it very seriously this year. <laughs> no, not you know, really. I, I've been I've been dying to do it, and we should we should start this business for all of the uh, the Jews in the gun industry. I am dying to make like a ugly Hanukkah sweater. But they have like the ARs on it, and I've seen them on Christmas ones, and yeah. I've been dying for one. I just I can't find them anywhere, and I don't even know how to go about making them. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. That's a good idea. But yeah, no, I uh, I guess I, I don't really have any questions. Oh yeah, we had the Manchevitz wine too. Oh yes, Except- which funny story because we didn't drink it. We drank all the other wines and all of it. So we brought it. Uh, we went to. Uh, a friend's for Christmas and we brought it over and her husband freaking we left to go run an errand real quick and we come back and her husband drank all the Manchevitz wine yeah. he was like he's like it was so good it tasted like grape juice <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I was like, I think it's like right, one cool. yeah I think it's like one percent yeah like, actually it's 14 percent because I he was I did, hammered yeah I made a joke was he really yeah he was and I made a joke that, you know, I was like, what is this grapefruit juice? Like, does it even have liquor? So we looked and it's 14% and he drank the whole thing probably within an hour and he was hammered. Yeah. Well, so you can I get will drunk. Tell, <laughs> I, will, I will tell you, and maybe I'm a bad Jew because of this. I can't even tell you the last time I had Manischewitz wine. I mean, there is so much better wine, like kosher wine out there. Oh, yeah. That is just absolutely phenomenal. So, I again, I can't tell you last time i had it well any wine that's three dollars is probably just not going to be great <laughs> also that's, growing up i remember my grandparents they always ate the gefilte fish in the we did not the have that jellish yeah i've never oh, even the, oh out of the jar yes yeah. oh with the jelly stuff yes it that. looks disgusting i've never tried oh. it for all i know it could be delicious but it grosses me out so bad when i see it <laughs> well I, I will tell you this you guys come down to dallas you come to texas I am more than happy to have you guys over for a, uh, uh, you know, a good Sabbath meal and uh, make you some really good gefilte fish and some good Jewish food. Well, it just so turns out that in May, we'll be there for the NRA annual meetings. Oh, yeah. Oh. Perfect. Ooh, so we have to, to talk. It. Exactly. <laughs> talk. My, I'm, I'm 20 minutes away from where it's going to be. So Perfect. We'll, are you, we'll are be you there for to, a week. Will you be attending that show? Oh yeah, I'm I'm very excited that I don't have to travel for it this year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, awesome. So, but yeah, we'll definitely be in touch about that. Yeah, that, I'm I'm already looking forward to it right yeah, now. Let's get together and do it up. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. That was very punny. <laughs> All right, so hey, let's uh, real quick talk about some gear stuff. Tactic talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Ava, you said you're going to break the internet. I am. I'm about to break the internet. I I don't know if it's going to happen. Well, actually, so this show will come out on Monday. So you guys, by the time this show comes out, you will see the finished product. Um, Was it like two months ago? Maybe a month ago? Spikes Tactical. Two. 
they came out with the Snowflake Lower. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I have it right here. Let me get it out. Oh, yeah. That's where I saw it. So, um, Sean, can you describe what is on this lower? Yeah. So, it's basically a lower, but it's very uh, it's very funny. So, it is a regular lower, but... In I the, got And I got the painted one. Yeah. Right above the, uh, what do you call it, the serial number, it actually has a unicorn uh, with a star with a rainbow behind it. And then on the uh, selector, it has safe space, triggered, and full lib turd. Uh, which is kind of funny. Uh, you know, I don't use that that term because I think it's, I don't know, I, I think it's silly. But in the case of this lower, it is absolutely amazing. And they're really color-filled really well, like the best color fill I've ever seen on an AR. Mm-hmm. Uh, multicolors on the unicorn and everything. So it looks, it looks great. So what are you going to do with this, Ava? All right, so I came up with the idea. Uh, has anybody ever seen like those rainbow... Um, lollipops. They're just yeah. It's like all the colors of the rainbow and white and just yeah. Like one of it the kind of looks long... like a unicorn horn, but it's all the colors. Yeah, yeah. So I decided to uh, find somebody who I, I wrote on Instagram. You know, I put a picture of the um, the rainbow lollipop, and I asked if anybody could possibly put that color on a handguard in an upper for me, and. Off the grid, Cerakote messaged me. He said, yeah, I'll even do it for free. And, you know, hey, if it's free, it's for me, right? <laughs> okay, maybe you are a good Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so I looked at his previous work, and uh, I figured, you know what, why not? Worst case scenario, it comes out looking like shit, and we can just... Um, paint it. <laughs> yeah, paint over it, paint a black star all over again. So uh, he he's done an awesome job. He ended up putting 11 colors on the upper and the handguard. Uh, for the upper, I used a... What upper did I use? The handguard is from... Uh, from Manticore Arms. Yeah. And then the upper is... I think it was Brownell's upper. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, and that's just because we had one. Uh, we had those lying around. and uh, But he, he ended up putting 11 colors on it. And it looks awesome. I'm getting it today in the mail, so I haven't actually seen it in person, but I have seen pictures of it. And I'm hoping to just break the internet with my really colorful AR. <laughs> it's the Unicorn 15. <laughs> so it should be interesting. And I think once you're in the industry and you just keep getting all these AR parts and you have an addiction to building ARs and accumulating all of these guns, you can only have so many black guns, you know, after a while it gets a little, it just, it gets a little boring. So I figured I would kind of jazz it up a little bit yeah, and, uh, and make a just absolutely kind of ridiculous. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. I was looking for hideous, but you're right. Ridiculous, colorful AR. And let's see how the media reacts to that. (laughs) (laughs) You should, you should totally invite Gersh Kunstman to shoot it. Oh God, that guy. Cause (laughs) That, that was the yeah. guy that got way triggered. And, and was he was like, like oh, I've I had just, PTSD. I, yeah. PTSD. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll ask him. Maybe this one will be a little bit better for him. Uh, so the only reason that I actually remembered his name is because his memes are making the round again, rounds again, but it doesn't have to do with the AR-15. It has to do with the people having to pump their own gas in Oregon. Yeah, I saw those. <laughs> I love it. So hey, have you got the uh, AR-15 bug yet? Who, me? Yeah. Oh yeah, I have I have a, a, a AR-15, a Colt AR-15 that I love, but there's a new AR-15 that I just found out about, and I mean I'm I to say I have an itchy trigger finger to get this one, I mean is an understatement. It's only about a thousand dollars, and 
I mean, it's it's really cool. Uh, and it's really nice. It, it's called the HM Defense. I'm not familiar. You know, I actually think I might have just saw that. Hold on. They they have it's a new technology, like a patent pending technology on the inside. I'm here. I'm Facebooking you guys the link right there. Um, but they, I mean, you can go to YouTube and, and see the videos. I've saw I, I've seen videos of people shooting this fully automatic, and I will tell you, there is. I mean, the muzzle does not rise. They are not getting pushed back. They're, I mean, nothing. Hmm. So, and I, and it it's also. It does look pretty freaking awesome. And which one do you have your eyes on? Is it the Defender, the Guardian? Uh, the Defender M5. Okay. Very nice. Yep. A, a grand monoblock rifle from HM Defense. Yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar with them. I'll have to check it out, look it up, and yeah, they're, see. Yeah, they're only a couple years old, but, uh, you know, they're, they are beginning to make a name for themselves. And, and the, you know, they have some kind of new technology. So their bolt is just one piece i mean it's 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 really cool yeah the, it looks like their barrel and gas block are all integral integrally machined that i can't, yeah apparently can't say that uh integrally yes yeah, so integrally integrally machine machines they're trans <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no that's actually kind of interesting I'll, I'll definitely look it up yeah. learn something new every day you do as long <laughs> as you're open-minded exactly should we read some itunes reviews i guess so should we play some music before we do yeah iTunes reviews. So we got some more iTunes reviews. Thank you guys for, for going out there and doing that. And as Yehuda knows, reviews really help people find your stuff. They, uh, they allow people when they want to make a buying decision or a downloading decision for the podcast or a book or whatever it happens to be. Like those reviews are more valuable than you know. They trigger the algorithms in a lot of these different things. So things that are more highly, highly reviewed or uh, you know, well-reviewed, those things rise to the top. So we really need you to leave those, the, those iTunes reviews. Or even uh, leave Facebook reviews, honestly, uh, about the show, things like they that. They can't leave Facebook reviews. Don't leave That's Facebook reviews. <laughs> That's turned off because I had it on and some jackass wrote a one-star review before the show even launched. And I was like, <laughs> okay, we're disabling the reviews. <laughs> so right now that's disabled. Okay. But iTunes. iTunes reviews, definitely leave us a review. Um, I'm going to pick a winner. You are? Yep. I am going to pick a winner. Uh, so let's see. So let's just pick a winner out of these two. So the first review is five stars by Kay Dixon. Funny show. Keep the shows coming. Love Ava and Sean and all the awesome guests. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's not very often that people say they love Sean. So I know. There's No, weird. I'm kidding. They say it all the time. No, not really. They Whatever. don't. Next okay. review. Go ahead and read it. All right. It's from 100 straight five stars. Informative, funny, and always entertaining. No better place for a laugh or to learn about the gun world in some depth. Truly, the Star Wars bar was modeled on the characters in this show. What does that mean? I don't even know. Like, Star Wars, I don't watch, so... So, the Star Wars cantina is, I think, what he means. But basically, there was a lot of really ugly aliens. Oh. Well, good thing we turned our camera off. (laughs) There (laughs) you go. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, it's five stars. I guess that's... (laughs) <laughs> something positive <laughs> all right so you know what Kay dixon contact us we have a gift to send out to you so just uh message us on facebook or email us go to gunfunny.com and uh hit the contact link contact us and we have something for you all right wrapping up so you guys can find us at gunfunny.com as well as on facebook instagram youtube itunes uh visit the links below on the show notes to find us 
And if you guys like our show and you want to support us, become a Patreon. So what that means is it's basically like crowdfunding. You donate to the show and you'll get access to our uh, Facebook only page, which, you know, Jake uh, from Huntack Gear, he's on there. He actually over the holidays gave all of the Patreons a huge discount on products, a larger discount than what we offer on the show. Yep. So right off the bat, you get that. Uh, we're always posting funny things, funny videos. Gertrude and Malcolm, we make our own little prank calls. The other day I had Sean call up a restaurant and ask them a question or make reservations and he did it in his Jewy voice. You can't say that. Oh, because we have a Jew on the Oh shit. <laughs> All right, let's just we're gonna we're gonna cut that out. We don't want it I'm not cutting we, it out. No, we don't want our guests to get, you know. Uh, he he's gonna get a little upset. Look, Malcolm. Oh, I'm so so. I'm gonna melt like a snowflake. <laughs> exactly. You need this lower where it says "full lip turd." <laughs> Let's exactly. just send it to him as an apology. Here, we're sending yeah. it to you right now. Just don't write us a bad review. Honestly, the only reason that I do Malcolm in a Jewish accent is because that's the only accent that I can actually do. That's not true. I started the Jewish accent. After living in New York City for eight uh, years, okay. I have that shit down. I actually did not just claim that I invented the Jewish accent. <laughs> I said it's the only one that I can do. It is not. You you could do quite a few other accents. Remember when uh, we were in Mexico and we decided to see if we could talk in Spanish in a Jew accent? And now that's hard. <laughs> I could not do that. I had so many drinks and I thought I could do it after the drinks. But when I played back the video, I could not do it. <laughs> it was No, not, not good at all. Uh, so if you donate to become a patron, uh, you automatically get access to our Facebook only Patreon page. Uh, and then depending on your level of donation, you can get access to our Snapchats, a uh, monthly raffle to win cool stuff, which we actually have to do since it is the beginning of the month. Uh, exclusive limited edition t-shirts, shout out on the show, which makes me want to thank Corbin Bonafide. Corbin Bonafide. See, that was my Italian accent. Aw- accent. Awful. And you could even have a chance to be a guest on the show. What? You could be part of the panel. Wait, is that what Patreon level I'm at? Is that the only reason I'm here? No. Okay. You're on here for comic relief. How many times do I have to tell you that? Okay. That's that's great. All right. So if you guys want to become a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash gunfunny and uh, and sign up. And Yehuda, thanks so much for being on the show. If you'd like to find his books, you can find them on Amazon, Safety On, the Safety On coloring book, Ten Little Liberals, and brand new launch, The ABCs of Guns. Thank you so much, Yehuda. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And uh, we'll contact you when we're going to be in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it already. I just want to compare your latke recipe to my latke recipe and see who can make the best latkes. You're going to be shocked when you hear my wife talk because she doesn't sound anything like that. <laughs> oh, aren't you lucky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd be able to marry a girl who sounded, had that thick New York accent. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um <laughs> I don't. Yeah, <laughs> T- totally, totally understand. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. Like, what's wrong with the accent? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up, and we'll see you guys next week. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else? Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. 